Hey everybody, Skip here. Uh, good morning. 5.30 a.m. on a Friday. I uh, hope that uh, uh, you find yourself today with a, uh, a little more hope, a little more promise, a little more motivation to uh, keep searching for meaning in your life. One of the components that is a must when it comes to uh, finding deeper meaning in your life is compassion. And I want to talk about the pathway, or at least one of the pathways I understand, to practicing compassion. Now, I want to preface this by saying that... Uh, it's something that I'm still very much working on in my life. And I can, I can say that about all of this, that uh, I really couldn't in good faith give these podcasts if I didn't remind myself and remind you that the person giving them, the person producing them, the person thinking about them, me, is still working on this stuff. So hear me. I'm not preaching to you from on high or from somewhere else. Uh, I like to think of it as I am just traveling with you uh, together on this journey to, uh, to deeper meaning in this life. And I think that's what spirituality really is. It is finding a deeper meaning and hopefully uh, sharing that deeper meaning with, with other people. Uh, so... Uh, you may hear some noise in the background. It's my my 13-year-old son, who's about to turn 14, has found the joy of sleeping with the music on. I have my cat next to me. Uh, so before things get popping here at our household, uh, let's talk about compassion. And at least one, I think really the, the most important, if I may, pathway to to compassion, and it has everything to do with how we view the reality we live in. Very briefly, let me just remind us all that the reality that we live in is a construct uh, built out of a lack of awareness that we humans have. Uh, that's about as simple as I can put it. The reality, all that there is, the, the news that's on the television, I have the sound turned down, but the news is on. Um, the uh, structures therein in the world, the religious structures, the economic structures, the political structures, the um, medical, uh, the uh, scientific, the philosophical, the academic, the world that we humans have created to some degree or another, to a large degree for the most part, is a construct built out of human ignorance. And I don't, I don't use the word ignorance as a pejorative or mean term. I use it out of a factual term. We simply are not aware of what it means to be human, and therefore we create systems that are not aware of what it means to be human. 
That's why we have poverty, war, hatred, bigotry, racism, uh, sexism, homophobia, uh, you name it. We, uh, we suffer from it. So how do we have compassion, right? How do we have compassion uh, rather than frustration? And I will tell you that I have a lot of frustration. Uh, I think we all do right now. Frustration with how people treat each other. Frustration with how the way the world is. Frustration with, with so much of, of the way that, that things are in our world. Excuse me, why I assist my cat <laughs> to get down. Uh, you know, frustration with how your cat acts. <laughs> uh, yeah, it, we live in a in a world where you just scratch your head and you go, "What? What the hell?" Uh, maybe that's the best way I can put it. Is we live in a in a world where our primary response is, what the hell? What is that? You know, I woke up, there's a, uh, on the news, there's another school shooting. And you just, you, you, you just go, what the hell? And then there are people who are doing copycat threats to this school shooting in, in Michigan. And again, you just, it, it's dumbfounding what humans are capable of what humans decide to do uh, to other humans, what people decide to do, I guess, in order to get attention or to better their life or to get revenge. I mean, it, 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 I can totally see why people just leave society. However, <laughs> uh, here we are, right? And as I have said in prior podcasts, there's a responsibility with a spiritual life that I think uh, is tied, and I'll do a podcast about this someday, that the responsibility we have is tied intricately, uh, tied very closely, even maybe uh, it is the same thing. Uh, our spiritual life is about helping others find meaning. It just is. So how do we practice compassion in a world so frustrating? Well, it has everything to do with how we perceive the world. And I hope you're starting to see or hope you're understanding the theme here. That fundamentally, spirituality is about perceiving differently, processing differently, and creating a world differently. That how we perceive the world how we process the information and how we project it back out is the spiritual life. It is the spiritual journey. But the first step to that is perceiving. How do you perceive what's going on? And that perception is a learned response. So someone can look at the news and and have a whole different take on it because of the way they've been taught to understand reality. 
they can look at the news and, and blame, uh, well, let's, let's take a school shooting, unfortunately, as an example, since that's part of the, uh, part of the news cycle this morning, unfortunately, that some people will look at that and see it as a threat to their right to own a gun. Some people will look at it as, uh, you know, a tragedy in the world. Some people will look at it and not think twice about it. Uh, Some people will just shake their head and, and move on. We are trained to perceive things in a certain way, and it is in that perception that we have to find compassion. If we're going to train ourselves to act out of compassion and kindness and project compassion and kindness, which I believe to be authentic, the authentic reality, then we have to perceive compassion at a very deep level and in a very new way. And so I think, (laughs) I believe that the reason we can't act out of compassion is because we don't perceive with compassion. So here's what I mean by that. Here's what I mean by perceiving with, with compassion. That when we finally understand that how people act is out of ignorance, it may not excuse and should not excuse the behavior. But it gives us a place where we can understand a reason why. That when we see someone do something egregious, like harm other people, compassion is not a lack of accountability. But it is understanding that the person harming others is acting out of some broken place, some misunderstanding of their reality, some pain, some brokenness. Excuse me. And so what we do with people is we, we, we cancel them out, right? Uh, this kid who did this shooting should be held accountable in whatever way appropriate. But chances are he'll go to prison. Uh, he'll be canceled out as a human being. He may never get out of prison. Or if he does, uh, he will be another dysfunctional part of a dysfunctional society. Chances are uh, how he was taught to perceive the world or how he was perceiving the world, was obviously skewed, was obviously wrong. But what we do is, rather than understand or seek understanding to try to help the next person, or to even try to help this kid, we cancel them out as bad, and we give them uh, you know, the scarlet A, <laughs> give them the scarlet letter, uh, and... Uh, it's another part of how our society cancels souls, cancels people. Again, I'm not saying that accountability isn't appropriate. It is more than appropriate. Uh, but we don't temper our accountability. We don't view our accountability with, with any empathy or sympathy. It's too difficult. It's much easier to see things in black and white uh, we don't even have to go through something extre- as extreme as a as a shooting. We can talk about uh, 
someone who commits theft. Uh, we could talk about someone who uh, cuts you off in traffic. Our, our automatic response, our, our trained response is to judge that person's worth. Now, sometimes people are just assholes, right? Pardon my language. Sometimes they're just jerks. And we don't have to have that toxicity around us. If someone in your life is being mean, uh, don't have that person in your life, if at all possible. <clears throat> That's how you deal with toxicity. But you got to understand, even if you cut that person out of your life, their actions may not be appropriate and they may need to be held accountable, but there's a reason for them. And that is the only way you can get to practice real compassion. They don't know what they're doing because they're functioning out of a misconception of who they are and who reality is. And we are all complicit in functioning that way. We're all complicit in propping up that reality. Don't confuse compassion with a lack of accountability. Don't confuse love and like. <laughs> you know, uh, don't confuse love and trust. Let me say a little bit about that since I opened that can of worms. I think we're called to love everyone to whatever degree we can. That doesn't mean we trust everyone with our life. It doesn't mean we like every behavior. It doesn't mean we do not hold people accountable. But we have to live in such a way that it's a more healing. It's a more compassion-filled. There's a greater understanding of the reason people act. We can understand the action, and the action needs to be held accountable. But where we don't go as humans because we can't, is the reasons why. And we, we can't seem to see the bigger picture for people's lives, for people's fears, for people's worries, for people's anxiety. And so we have to begin, if we're going to practice compassion, to perceive with that kernel of thought. Folks, there's a reason why our world is the way it is. There's a reason why we say, what the hell? And that is because that is the way we have made it. And I say we and include us all because all of us to some degree are still walking in that false reality. We're still asleep spiritually. Hopefully, <clears throat> less and less as we grow, but we all have to realize that the way the world is is because it is exactly how we've made it to be. It is not authentic, there is no doubt, but it is exactly the way we humans have constructed it to be. The reason someone has more is because someone else has less. The reason someone is considered a, a uh, you know, the best in their class or the best on the sporting field is because someone else is considered the worst. We live out of dualism. We have constructed it this way. I don't know the circumstances behind uh, this school shooting that's on the news this morning, but there's a dualism there somewhere. 
There's a misperception of reality. There's a dismissing of the other person's worth somewhere. And it isn't until we understand those fundamentally broken ways of seeing the world that we can help. And as a part of that, we have to understand that there's a reason things happen. There's a reason the person steals the food. Maybe they're seeking a thrill. Maybe they're feeding their family. There's a reason a person commits fraud. Maybe they want the money for themselves, or maybe they have a mortgage to pay. Do you understand what I'm saying? That there's a greater way of looking at reality with a deeper context for how people act. I once had a friend who who would dismiss every every arrest of a drug addict as, oh, those people are terrible, not knowing basically that I was a recovering person. And what I could never seem to convey, and maybe I didn't try hard enough, was uh, that no, they're not. Uh, they're just lost. Not excusing their behavior. You know, if you break a, a rule, if you commit a crime, you should be arrested. But there's nothing restorative about that, is there? It's simple punishment and make that person disappear so our society doesn't have to deal with them. They don't deal with the fact that they are addicted or that there might be reasons why they're addicted. So you get it. I know you get it. That when we can look at the greater reasons for things, we can do so out of a sense of understanding that people are acting out of ignorance. And that's why we're able to have some level of compassion. We're able to say, that person's a racist because they were taught that way. That person's a, a criminal because that's what they were taught to be. That's what our society has made them to be. And there you have it. It's one direct pathway to compassion. And so this day, may you not only be the recipient of compassion, empathy, and kindness, may you share it. Thanks, my friends. We will talk to you soon. Bye-bye.